All right. Welcome back. This is our actual final episode. Glory to God. Um, this has been such a fun uh, series uh, on the end of the age and times. We have Jamie Bridgen here. Um, on our last episode, we uh, covered the sheep and goat judgment, uh, and we uh, covered uh, our land inheritance as believers and kind of what we're going to be doing um, during the millennial kingdom. Uh, and we wanted to go into uh, a little bit more depth uh, into what the millennial kingdom um, looks like, what's going on during the millennial kingdom, what's Jesus doing. Um, and then, uh, Lord willing, we're going to we're gonna cover uh, the next judgment event, which you already uh, uh, kind of foreshadowed a little bit, the great white throne judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we'll wrap it up talking about the new Jerusalem uh, and and uh, uh, I'm sorry the, the new heavens and new earth it's right. new Jerusalem whatever right. I guess they could kind of somewhat be in a, whatever right. anyway Jamie take it away my friend yeah so um so I think there's I want to start here there's a, there's a little bit of maybe some some misconception I don't know if that's the right word but this idea that's okay you have like this age and then you got a millennial kingdom all right. And then you have new heavens, new earth, mm-hmm. or the eternal kingdom, or something like that. And so people say there's a thousand year kingdom followed by the eternal kingdom. And I understand why they say that. I, I think I said that for a lot. Yeah. The issue is is that you know Daniel seven says that when the, when the when the Son of Man comes, he'll set up a kingdom from that point forward which shall never end. In other words, mm-hmm. the kingdom, the eternal kingdom, starts at the second coming of Christ. There's not a thousand year kingdom. It's the yeah, eternal kingdom. However. The first thousand years of that eternal kingdom is what we call the millennium. That's really helpful. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, so yeah. it's not like we, we got a new kingdom coming after that kingdom. Now there's different phases, different parts, different ages that take place. I also want to just say this, and this is probably a new idea to, uh, to people that I would say that probably even around, uh, you know, eschatology ideas, is this idea that the new heavens and new earth starts at the end of the thousand years. Mm. Now, where, where do we get that? Because Revelation twenty. And through 22 talks about the thousand year reign that's happening. And then, then you have the end of thousand year reign. You have this or thousand year time period. Then you have Satan thrown in the bottom, I mean, into the lake of fire. And then it talks about, and I saw a new heavens, and new earth. And so the, the progression is there's this age, then a thousand year reign, then new heavens, and new earth. But I, one thing that got me thinking about this was when I was studying the, uh, the writings of the early church fathers, these guys that were discipled by the apostles and they didn't make that same distinction they actually seem to talk about that the new heavens and new earth started at the second coming. Wow, interesting. And uh, I was like, how did they get that? And then I started going through the verses that they were pulling out, and I was like, well, huh, that doesn't make, you know. And so they would point to Isaiah 65, for example, and 66, that talks about how to make a, the new heavens and new earth. And then he would, then it would details information that could only take place in the millennium. Mm. For example, we, we would know after the great white throne judgment that everyone that's left on the earth is resurrected people. There's yes, no more death, yeah, right? Yeah, Yet Isaiah 65 talks about, I make a new heavens, new earth. And then it goes on to talk about people that are dying. Granted, they're living longer at that time period. Mm. It talks about the, the, yeah, the person who dies at hundred years yeah, old will be thought a child and you know, those kind of things. And so that doesn't fit the, what we would think of as the, the eternal state after the, the, the great white throne judgment. That would only fit in, in the time period that would only fit after this age, but in the millennial reign. Yeah. But yet Isaiah called that a new heavens and new earth. And and, I, and I, Justin Martyr was what he actually picked up on this. And he talked a lot about this. And who is Justin Martyr? He was he was one of the early fathers. Sorry. There we go. Yeah. And um and so the, I started looking. And I was like, you know what? The more I think about, it, I think they're actually right. And let me, let me just say this. I don't think the term new heavens and new earth is a uh, is a what is the word for it? it's a like. Uh, 
a term that's like like used for this one solid event, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's actually a term that's used in the scriptures to talk about any time God changes the heavens and the earth. Now, let me just throw this out to you. And, and is that is that this new heavens, new earth is something that God has been has done in the past. Yeah. And it's, it's something yeah, he's gonna have a series yeah. of doing in the future. So in other words, there is going to be the one after the great wrath that John's highlighting there. But the Old Testament prophets, oftentimes when they're talking about this, are actually referring to the age prior to. Mm. Um, and even if you look at Second Peter three, where he says, "We look forward to new heavens and earth, you know, the fire and all that," it's in context to the promise of his coming. Wow, which is about the second coming time period. Which is so so so. Anyway, let me just back up on that. Is I don't think it's a technical term. That was the word before. I don't think it's a technical term. Yeah. It's a, it's a term for when God sh- uh, shifts and changes the 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 uh, landscape and the heavens. Because here's the thing: it doesn't mean when God says He's going to bring a new heavens and earth, it doesn't mean a brand new planet and a brand new like abode where God dwells. Mm. That's not the way the, the heavens and earth were used. Go back to the first mention of it in Genesis, and God lays out what the heavens and earth were. The heaven, I'm sorry, the earth. He actually called it. He called. It, he said he, he he made the dry land, and separated the waters, and the dry land he called earth mm. and then he says in the expanse of anywhere the the the, the uh, above the earth all the way up to the sky all the way up to the cosmos the 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 the, the, the stars and the heavens yeah. he says he called that heavens mm. now now david came by and he called the, the place where god dwells he called it the heavens of heavens yeah right and sometimes it can be used interchangeably but that third heavens yeah third heavens is positive yeah. but but the just the heavens and earth literally all it literally means is sky land mm-hmm. or new land new sky. So this idea that God, um, let, let me read a passage here in second, in, in second Peter three. And it's, it's first one says, it says, beloved, I now write to you the second epistle in both by which to stir you up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which are spoken by the holy prophets. So in other words, Peter saying, I want you to remember these, what I'm about to tell you, something that was spoken of by the Old Testament prophets. Mm-hmm. So, and then he's going to go on and start talking to us about the new heavens and new earth. So then the question is, which holy prophets is he talking about? Yeah. Well, the main one he's talking about is the book of Isaiah. That's where it's actually actually listed out several times in the, where, where Isaiah talks about the new heavens and earth. So we have to use that as the backdrop to formulate what he's actually trying to say. And he says... Um, he says, uh, da, 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 uh, says, he says, know this, he, he says, knowing first that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts, saying, where is the promise of his coming, his second yeah. coming? For since the fathers have fallen asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly forget, listen to this, that by the word of, the, of God, the heavens which were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and earth which are now are preserved by the same word are reserved for fire and the day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. Mm. And, he, and he goes, he goes, but, but beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord a day is a, is a thousand years and a thousand years is as of day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some as count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And, and he goes on, he says, and, he, and he, later on he says, But now, beloved, we look forward to the new heavens and new earth. I'm not trying to read the whole thing. I just want to. It's great. So, yeah, what, it's what is he saying? Listen, he just said, think about this. He said that there was an old heaven and old earth. Yeah, pre Noah. Yeah, pre Noah. Mm-hmm. He said the heavens and earth, which were of old, perished. 
destroyed by what? By the waters. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and the heavens and earth, which are now. So if you think of it this way, we're on a new heavens and new earth compared to the old one. Yeah. Right? But he says, we're still waiting for another new heavens and new earth to come. That This time will be transitioned in fire. And now, we've already seen fire. Well, right? no, no, no. That, this, that's the second coming. Yeah, you know, yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah, in that time, point, when right. Jesus comes exactly. back, he comes back exactly. on the clouds of fire. But my, here's yeah. my point: is that this idea that we're going to get this brand new planet, brand new thing? Well, that's not the way the scriptures mm. refer to new heavens and new earth. Let me ask you this: Is the old heavens and earth a different planet than the one we're currently right. on right now? No, it's not. No, yeah. it's the exact same one, but it was transitioned. Yeah, the sky Land was and different. Sky, yeah, exactly. There never been rain before yeah. prior to that time period. Now it rains on the earth. Mm-hmm. There also the flood changed the geographies of the earth. Yeah. Right? Wow. So you had a new land, a new sky, and a new and a new means by which men would actually communicate, connect with God. Men's lives were then also shortened at that time. There's the, the weight of the curse began to get more prominent at that time. Wow. And then so then you go you're gonna go through this time we're on a, on this heavens and earth and we're waiting another new heavens and new earth. But in the same way that the old heavens and earth is the same planet as the one we're on today, the one we're going to be on is still the same planet, yeah. but it's going to be renewed again, all right? And then, but here's my point, is Isaiah 66 says the Lord's coming in fire, mm-hmm. all right? And he's going to burn up his enemies and that whole thing, right? That's crazy. But here's yeah, what's interesting, yeah. is that right after that, it says, then he's going to go get survivors, and they're going to come, and he starts talking about specific nations they're going to go to, and there's specific geographical land masses that are, currently exist. Mm-hmm. My point is, obviously, this fire is not destroying every single molecule on the earth. It's strategically hitting the wicked and hitting the nations, but it's, it's not hitting the survivors and, and landmarks at some, at some level are going to be preserved. And here's the thing you got to realize is that mm-hmm. the Bible says three times in the book of Psalms that the earth will endure forever. Yeah. It's, it's going to get renewed is the idea. And so will people say, People say, well, like in this passage here, it says the elements will burn with fire, and they go, see, now that means every atom is going to burn. But you got to understand something. The, the term that we think of microphysics wasn't even invented yeah. at the time the Bible was written. They didn't even know about atoms. That's, yeah. not, what, that's not what Peter's talking about. The yeah. word elements literally means the patterns of this world, and it's used two other times in the book of Galatians to mean the way the world operates, talking mm-hmm. about the way it functions together. It doesn't mean microphysics, atoms, and those kind of things. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. just melting the entire planet. He's referring it back to the way the prophets talked about it, which would be a global judgment event, but it's not an annihilation event. Yeah, and it's going to exist on to the next age, and things are going to remain. It's going to shake everything that can't be shaken, so the things that cannot be shaken will remain. There's going to mm-hmm. be things that are going to be continuality into the next age. And so I believe that the millennial kingdom, or we think of the millennial kingdom, is the actual start of the new heavens and new earth. And it goes for a thousand years, and there's going to be another renewal of the heavens and the earth at the end of the millennium. Mm. And again, what, why? What do you see now in the next age? We talked about this earlier, but right now God reigns on the just and the unjust. But in Zechariah 14, it says the next age, he only reigns on the just. Mm-hmm. And then it also talks about Zechariah 14, that the, the the whole earth, like says that Jerusalem becomes the highest mountain on the earth, which is not the way it is right now. And yeah. the other mountains go crashing down. There's geographical changes that take mm-hmm. place throughout the earth in the millennial reign. There's a new land and there's the new there's a new sky for the, the rain patterns, whatever God's going to do on the earth. But again, at the end of the millennium, you're going to see this happen again. Right. The earth's going to get dried up, all the seeds. We're going to have a new land for new land inheritances. And just thinking this way, the new Jerusalem is going to come down on the earth yeah. and it's sit on the earth. And it's a 1,500-mile high city, yeah. which would extend into space several thousand miles, thousand yeah, miles yeah, yeah. right? Or whatever, a thousand miles. Um, into space, which would not fit in our atmosphere in this time. So God's going to mm-hmm. have to do something again 
with the atmosphere of the earth. Um, and so there's going to be renewals. The, the idea is, is that, and, and, and so people say, you, we might say, uh, uh, you know, uh, how does it say? It says in Revelation, let me just re- read this passage, Revelation 21. It says, uh, uh, da, 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 da. it says, um, now I saw a new heavens and new earth, for the first heavens and the first earth passed away. And there was no more sea. Then I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, is, you know, uh, whatever, from heaven from God, prayer as a bride, adorned for her husband. And, um, and so, and he says, he says, there's be no more pain. The former things have passed away. I made all things new. And so, what is that? So people think, okay, that means that the previous earth is gone away. Mm-hmm. And where he's got his brand new earth. But that's not how, think about how the scriptures use, uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new yeah. creation. The old, old things have passed away. away. The old, all things yeah. are new. But let's just ask you this. Okay, you got born again. Say you're 20 years old, you got born again. Did you, are you, yes, you're new. You've been renewed in, in, in who you are and your soul and your spirit, but you're still you. Yeah. You're still, like, you're not, if you were, if you were fat before, you're not skinny now because yeah. you got born again. If you were skinny before, you're not fat. And my point is, you're still you. You're still the same body, still the same mind you've been you're getting your mind renewed but you're still you still have your memories you still have your capacities you still have your traits your parents gave you you still have your dna you're still mm-hmm. you but you've been renewed yeah. and unto your full renewal and the resurrection but my my point is the earth is going to be the same way oh because oh, let me throw this out so so acts three um he, he says uh he t- he's talking to the nation of israel and he says um he says re- and, and peter says he says repent therefore and be converted that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ back to you whom heaven is now holding on to until the times of the restoration of all things. So Peter actually says, he says, if Israel will repent, and this actually, we know this takes place at the end of the age, but he goes, mm-hmm. well, if you will repent and come back to the Lord, then God will send Jesus back who, who is currently in heaven, being held onto in heaven at the right hand of the Father, and he'll come back and he'll start the times, plural, wow. of the restoration of all things. Wow. My point is this, is that the millennial kingdom, what we call the millennial kingdom, is the time of the restoration. It's the time of healing of the nations. Mm-hmm. God is going to, let me just put it this way. It, when the curse was given in, in Genesis, right? This, this is a rhetorical question, but but if when the curse was given, he says, thorns and thistles will come forth and the ground, you'll you know, sweat of your brow and that whole thing and painful labor and that whole deal. What he'll do. Mm-hmm. Whenever the curse was given right there in the garden, did thorns and thistles explode out of the ground? No, they didn't. Right. They got removed from the garden. Right. And they went out, they began to till the land. Right. It, did, it wasn't like the curse was this immediate. In fact, they kept living. If you remember, they were living right. eight, nine hundred. It wasn't until years later to the lifespans of humans gradually got shorter and shorter and shorter. The further that we got, they got from Eden, it began to get shorter until God eventually capped it uh, right after the flood. Mm. But he says. So what's interesting is that he tells Adam. He says. He says. He says. He says the 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 uh, the ground shall no longer yield its fruit to you. Mm. You know, and it, it'll be sweat of your brow. But it, Adam has kids. He has all these sons, and and he's. Obviously, farming and he's doing his deal, and it wasn't until his uh Cain and Abel and and uh you know, Cain kills him, yeah, and then uh God shows up to Cain and says, He says, Since you did this, the ground shall no longer yield its fruit to you. So, in other words, there's been some level of prosperity that continued on from the garden, even yeah. for a couple generations, yeah, 
until Cain kills gradual. Abel. My point, it was gradual. It was my point. Yeah. And so the, and the lifespans get shorter. But this is one of the reasons why we see in the X stage, in the millennial range, it says, it, Isaiah 65 says that people start living longer, the natural body people. It says the a guy who dies at 100 years old will have been thought a little kid. Mm. I mean, that's just amazing. You got, you know, you wrote Tommy, what happened to him? He died. What? He was, when was he, what, he was, how old was he? He was 100. And they're like, Maybe he's just a child. Wow. Yeah. You know, because so much are, life to live. Yeah, there people are gonna people are gonna be living longer because the curse is no longer on the earth. Romans eight very clear that the bondage of corruption is lifted when the sons of God come into their inheritance. Mm. At the age come, this is actually what the early church fathers taught that the curse on the ground would actually be lifted, and obviously the curse that was on women for childbirth. It's one of the reasons why there's gonna be an explosion of. A birth. It says nobody's. It says in Isaiah sixty-five. They won't bring any more anybody. Uh, no babies will be brought stillborn anymore. There's no. There's no. Wow. There's no. You know that this, wow. that that tragedy will no longer be taking place, and people will start living longer, which means they're going to have more kids. That's why the, the population is going to explode over the thousand years. You, know, you start off with a couple million, and by the end of the thousand years, you've got probably more people that are alive than even today. I mean, it's probably wow. you know you know hundred million or whatever the number is. You know, mm-hmm. on the earth at that time under a curse-free earth, and so. Um, and so the the conditions on the earth, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be restored to Eden like atmosphere, um, and it's it's going to be uh, you know the the talk about in the Old Testament says that the the, the the deserts will begin to be, become fruitful fields again, and there's it talks about in Ezekiel. It's interesting. The end of Ezekiel talks about that the water of life that will come out of the millennial temple in Jerusalem will eventually make its way down to the Dead Sea and bring it back to life. And, he, and, and Ezekiel said he saw fishermen casting their nets in the Dead Sea, mm. which you can't do that today. If you were to go throw a fish a net, you're getting nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing because nothing can live in the Dead Sea. It's why it's called the Dead Sea. It's too too salty, but the Lord's going to heal the waters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the uh, so you're going to have economic prosperity that's you know uh, unrivaled. And you got, and here's the thing, you have no Satan. He's bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years, and so so there's there's an interesting idea that like well then how how is it that people are sinning? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But obviously it's it's you know there's there's a uh, the, the Bible is very clear that sin will still be an, available. An option. Yeah. You know, um, Satan is not the the author of sin. I mean, in that in that sense, like mm-hmm. I mean, people. I mean, obviously he got it from somewhere too. You know, he yeah. he was able to, and so there's this. There's that you're saying you've got thousands of years. Oh, let me say this. I was gonna say you've got thousands of years of of humanity living in in sin, and that element is not going away. And it's it's, it's natural process. There's gonna be healing from that in the ages to come. People are gonna be taught righteous. They're not gonna yeah. learn war anymore. There's gonna be a, a that's why the, the discipleship of the nations will go forth is to teach and people. Jesus will yeah, be on the earth. Jesus is on the earth, right? They're teaching men and and we're we're his leadership team helping it, you know, and, and, mm. and pouring into the nations and those kind of things. But what's different about it is whereas today, the righteous are the remnant of the earth. But in, in the next stage, the wicked are the remnant of the earth. And it actually says in Isaiah, it says, it says in that day that the, the sinner, he doesn't, he will not be able to live out his days. Whereas right now you could live your whole life in sin. And that's what it actually says very clearly. He goes, he goes, and he'll, and he'll, you know, and not, and may not see justice in his life. Mm. He may not be cut off from his days. Whereas, you know, the righteous may be cut off, you know, it just depends. Yeah. But in the next stage, the person who wants to live in sin, he will not be able to finish his days. Mm. And that's the thing. He'll, he'll be thought cursed or a child when he was cut off. And um, and so they won't have that same opportunity. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, that's part of the rule of the rod. The, when you talk about ruling with the rod of iron, it means he's got, that justice 
towards sin is going to be handled quickly. Mm. Whereas right now it may be long-term. Like in other words, you, you live in sin. You may not, you may not find just in judgment until you stand before God. Yeah. But in that age, God will deal with it very, very severely and very, very quickly. Wow. And, and, uh, and so it doesn't give the seed or the opportunity for, for, for unrighteousness to grow during that time. And, uh, and so it is, it is, it is a minority, but it's still possible that yeah. it could take place. Um, you know, amongst the, uh, amongst the, now that that's not for you and I in the resurrected form. Okay. The Bible says that, you know, our yeah, souls we're, may per- right. We're, we're done. Right. 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 No more right. sin, baby. No more sin. No more death. That's one reason no why there's no more sin. Yeah. Um, this, but yeah. this is the, that resistor group. Right. Uh, the, the, the Ram, uh, in what was that? What was the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ezekiel, Daniel uh, or, Ezekiel, or is it, 34, Ezekiel. 36. There we go. One of the, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, this is the other group of people who have populated the earth. Right. This is how they're living. Yeah. As we're, discipling, reigning over, pouring into Jesus' right. leadership team. Right. And the entire earth is being healed. Right. The I human mean, race is being healed. Yeah. And like Zachariah talks about it. He said, he said, he said you know, if, if the people from certain nations don't want to come up, be a part of the marriage supper, you know what I'm saying, that they don't get ran, which tells you there's opportunity for disobedience. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, there's, he even says specifically, he goes, he goes, even if Egypt doesn't come, which kind of t- makes you wonder, like, is there going to be some rebels out in Egypt? Like, I don't yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, how's that going to work? But, uh, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's definitely going to be a, um, you know, that, that, that opportunity. But the, the thing is, man, is that we're living in a, like I said, a curse free earth, like it was in Eden, but with multitudes on the earth, fulfilling the Abraham promise to, to fill the earth and to, and to, uh, is the multitude of the yeah. stars of the heavens and those kind of things with Jesus on the earth. And so, and, and that's the thing is that you know, we got to realize is that Jesus is a man. He's going to be on the earth as a man. Now he's fully God, fully man. I get that. But I mean, it's not like he, it's not like we're all going to have, you know, there's 10 billion believers on the earth. There's not going to be 10 billion Jesuses walking around. Right. There's the Jesus and he's going to be in Jerusalem. Right. He's going to have his cabinet, his inner cabinet, his, his people that are with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, that we'll all have fellowship with him by the Holy spirit, but there's, there's a real thing where you have to go up in, to Jerusalem and, and see the King. And it's interesting. If you read Ezekiel 40 through 48, uh, it talks about the feast days in the, in the millennial age. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it's easy mm. to pass us by, but it actually talks about traffic control. <laughs> and how they're only going to let they're going in that age when the millennium they're going to let they're going to let people in they have to come in through this gate but they have to exit out this other gate they're not allowed to go back out the gate they came in in order to get more people through because of how many multitudes are trying to come That's through cool. the feast wow. like it's just stuff like that you just kind of you skip over and and I, what's funny to me is how certain camps will try to make that spiritual talking about whatever the the the, the, right. the gospel age or something in our life and our souls and it's like but it, it makes it breaks down when you start looking at the details you're like no it's being very clear, yeah. you know? Um, and so, yeah. That's awesome. I, I like to look at the millennial age and go, um, it, it's, it's like Eden, right? But even in Eden, right, there's still choice. Yeah. Right? Like, you, though the curse wasn't in Eden, right, right free, free will still existed, and, and, and sin was available right. the whole time, right? And it's almost like, like, you know, you got Adam and Eve, they had their choice. God said, from any tree of the garden you shall eat, right? Including the tree of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like the tree of life was there and right. available for them. They could have chosen eternal life, but instead they didn't eat from that tree and instead they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? right? Well, for us, we've already we've already made our choice, mm-hmm. right? We're living in Eden, but we've already made our choice to eat from the tree of life, Jesus, right? right. right? So we've already, but, but for the people who have not, they're right. almost going back to that Adam and Eve-like yeah. state on the earth, and they have to make the choice. Yeah. Knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life. It's interesting, man. And then about the tree of life because 
you know, if you if you just take the Bible at face value, I mean, what it says, it makes it seem as though the actual way this eternal life is sustained or and created for the eternal believers is having full access to the tree of life. Yeah. Like, you, you just think, like, well, no, I'm born again, I'm glorified, I'm good to go. But God goes, he goes, yeah, but I set it up this way. You know, he who overcomes will have access to the tree of life, which mm. is in the garden of God. Like, that, that's how he did it from the beginning, is how he's going to do it in the age to come. Yeah. Like, and, uh, you know, it talks about that the, there's even the river that comes out of the tree of life, and there's trees on each side of the river, and, and the fruit of it is for the healing of the nations. The that the only nations. makes sense in the, in the in the millennial context. Yeah. Would, why would you need healing in, in, in the post? Um, uh, new heaven, new, new earth. earth. Is that yeah. what we call the, you know, the post great white throne judgment? But it makes sense in the millennial reign um, that nations would would still need healing. And, and, and you know, and so. Well, especially when you, when you start describing the destruction yeah. of the previous three and a half years. Uh, I mean, the earth itself is almost unrecognizable, right? right? Water to blood and yeah, yeah. Uh, animals slain and people slain and buildings destroyed and mountains shaken and earthquakes. And so it's 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 yeah. interesting to look at that millennial kingdom. I've always looked at it as like, you know, Jesus is going to come back and make what we have better, right? But really, in those judgment events, things are absolutely desolate, destroyed. And he's going to bring it all back to life and yeah, renew and, it all. And, and, and then it will be better than than it's Then it will be, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, because you think about, you know, I've always found about like King Solomon. It said in his in his uh, prime, it says that, that people from all over the world were coming to see King Solomon. And it wasn't like he was just sitting there just talking about the kingdom of God. He was like teaching them like like methods of fishing and and agriculture and technology that they had at the time. And he, he was wise, but he was given like all kinds of, Mm. information that they would just, they were eating. And I think it's the same way. I think, you know, we're going to, we're going to be surprised. Like we're going to, you know, it's, it's, we're, we've been for hundreds of years fighting over oil and, and energy, you know, the limited supply of energy we have regarding the oil. And then Jesus in that age is going to go, look, I'm going to show you what's going on. You take this tree branch, stick it into that <laughs> root right there. And right. voila, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you got something right, far greater than, yeah, I mean, whatever it is. He, like, yeah. he, he understands the, the science behind stuff and, you know, it's technology, which can be awesome, but it's without the perversion. It's like it's like you know, it's it's, it's he's 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 going to put things together that's just really wow, amazing. And uh, you know, we get to 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 partner with. That's what he wants. He wants partners with him doing this. Yeah. Is it, he, could he do it by himself? Yes. Will he do it by himself? No. He doesn't want to. Yeah. And so he he's wants us to be co heirs with him, and reign with him. You know, he as he's the firstborn, and we get to. You know, uh, partake in that 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 same that that same uh, assignments that he he has for us in the age to come, and so, um, yeah. That's so horrible. so that goes for, like I said for 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 a thousand years, and, and then the Bible says at the end of a thousand years. I don't know if we want to go here yet. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Yeah. Is is it says that Satan is? I don't know if I if I said at the beginning, but but the beginning of a thousand years starts with one of the things it starts with is that Satan is actually cast into the abyss. Um, now the abyss doesn't seem to be the same place as the lake of fire. It seems to be something separate. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called the bottomless pit, and some and his demons are with him, right? Yeah, that's I, that's the best thing I can, I can make sense. Now it doesn't specifically say in Revelation twenty that demons are with him, but if you read Isaiah twenty four, it talks about the Lord in that day, and if it's a very eschatological passage, it says He'll shut up the kings in the heavens and the kings in the earth. So there's this the the the, the, the plural, two whatever yeah. the plural. He says, and he'll bind them in a prison, and after many days they shall be punished. Mm-hmm. So 
it seems to indicate that the both reality again. And you know, the demons when Jesus came to them in the first coming, they said, "Are you here to punish us before the time?" They understood yeah. there was something that's coming down for them. So, yeah. best I can tell, it seems like Satan and 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 his minions, whatever, are cast into the bottomless pit. They're down there. So they don't have influence over the earth at this no, time. No, like no, no, no. That, that, their influence has been removed. Um, and, uh, you know, the effects of the curse, obviously, have still, yep, still had totally. to play. But, yeah. but he's, Free will he's still gone. exists. Right, right. Yeah. And he's he's there, a thousand years. But after the thousand years, it says that God lets him out for a, a short period of time, short season. We don't know exactly how long a short season is. doesn't tell us. Short, it's got to be shorter than a thousand years, or else that wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But you know, short period of time. But I mean, we, it could be fifty years. We really don't. We don't know. It could yeah. be. It could be two years. I have no idea. But he goes out and he, from those re- resisting groups, he goes out and he bands together one last attempt. And he goes and convinces. And this is what we're talking about the idea that sin's rare, but it's still possible, and people will again deceive. In some levels, it's like, see, there's something about. I don't under, fully understand all this, but there's something about in God's heart. That you know, in the, in the, in the um, at least at least in the, the the general sense that he wants overcomers to be a part of his kingdom. Like that, that's almost like a qualification piece. Yeah, and I'm not saying it fits in every scenario, but at least in, in there's something about he who overcomes our grant. He who overcomes our grant. And there's going to be there's there's going to be so many people that live in the millennium. You got to think about this that 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 they've lived under a perfect reign yeah. under the Messiah with Jesus, with angels. They have, they have access to something that none of us have ever had. had. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I are blessed because we believe without seeing, but in that day they're, they're, they, they're not having to make that same level of a faith jump. Yeah. But they, they live under these conditions. Most of them will love it, say yes to it, follow it. There'll be a few that in their heart hearts, they, they just don't want it. They, they do not want any type of, they want their way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's narcissism is the part of the yeah. plague. It's whatever. And of those people that it's like God is giving them an opportunity to do it's like the garden thing again, like yeah. an opportunity. Desirable do you want one which wise. one? Do you want? Do you, yeah. do you want this tree or that tree? And um, to give an opportunity for everyone to have have a have a say in whether or not they want to overcome or not. Mm-hmm. And so there's and there will be many. It says, it says they gather an army as great as the sands of the sea. That doesn't mean majority of the earth, though. I want to just, yeah. the, the New Te- in the Old Testament, there's many times where the, they gathered the armies and it would say, and they were as large as the sand of the sea. But it'd be like, you know, it was one nation going against war against Jerusalem. It wasn't the entire earth. Yeah. It's a phrase that means a very, very large, innumerable, a very huge army. Yeah. And yes, it will be, but it doesn't mean that like Satan's undoing everything that's happened through the millennium and all the righteousness and all the people that were whatever. So yeah, so for example, it, let's just say there's, I'm just throwing numbers. Say there's 50 billion people on the planet at the time. Right. Because right? it's everybody who's... Yeah. And he, he gathers an army of 7 billion. I mean, it's not a number out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's that's larger than any army we've ever seen in the history of it, ever, yeah. ever, ever. But it is not the majority of the earth mm-hmm. are rebelling against God. And it says they'll gather an army around Jerusalem. And um, I think, I, I do think there's something about the testimony or the, or the complaint it's in it's just in human hearts that that we choose wickedness mainly because of our outside circumstances, not by our inward like uh, desire for sin. Mm-hmm. In other words, like the, the people, the, there's the thing. Well, I would have done better had I not been born in this environment, had I not been had these parents, yeah. had I not had I had better school, had I not been you know had these type of influences or or lack of opportunities, or all mm-hmm. these kind of things. And, and those are all real. And I'm not I don't want to dismiss the pain of it, but that's 
that that idea that I make bad choices or I do whatever because of my external circumstances. Like the Lord's going to like remove that. He's going to show that fully for what it is. Wow. You had a thousand years to in the perfect utopian environment under my leadership. And yet because of the mystery of lawlessness and because your desire, you love sin, you love darkness, not the light, you will still choose, mm-hmm. you know, your own destruction and some will. And so he, he allows that he allows them to have one last go at it. They gather around Jerusalem, and it says, "It sounds like even before the fight even begins, fire." <laughs> God does the the Elijah thing, and he calls fire down, and he he licks them all up with it, and just yeah. you know, it destroys the entire enemy. It says from that point, it says that Satan is then thrown into the lake of fire, where the beast and false prophet are. Oh, I didn't I didn't say this earlier. I wish I, when we were talking about the sheep and goat judgment, just if you're hopefully you're following, you've listened to this. Um, because the sheep and goat judgment, what's interesting is the goats. It says that it, at the, that judgment, it says they are then th- they are then cast into the lake of fire that was prepared for the devil and the angels. Mm. So there's one group, the antichrist, false prophet, and all the goats that were they made it through the great tribulation that are then judged at the great great. I mean, at the uh, sheep and goat judgment, they all go to the lake of fire. This is a thousand years before the great white throne judgment. They're yeah. already down there. They've already had wow. their judgment. Mm. They're there. Okay, so you have a thousand years later, right? Now Satan, who's been let out, whatever, he's now then cast into the lake of fire where the beast and false prophet are. Wow. So he goes and joins them. Then the Bible says you have the great white throne judgment. And the great white throne judgment appears to be, at least, at least this group, everyone who's ever died outside of God, outside of Christ, from Adam and Eve. I'm not saying they, that, I don't think they're part of the group. I'm saying from the, you know, Cain and Abel. Yeah, or Cain, from the Cain, beginning Cain, of mankind. Yeah, beginning of mankind all the way up until that time period, excluding the Antichrist, false prophet, and the goats. <laughs> Think mm-hmm. about it, because they've already been judged. They yeah. It's a point of once for him to die, and then comes the judgment. They've already had their They're time. They don't have to be yeah. judged again. Yeah. They're already there. But everyone else that had died prior to that time period or after that time period outside of, uh, of the Lord is then resurrected. They received a body, mm-hmm. all right? And the Bible is very clear that, that everyone's getting a resurrection, mm-hmm. just depending on is it a resurrection to condemnation or a resurrection to life. And then they are then cast into the lake of fire. And so that's so. what you just what you just said though. I don't know if you realize what a what a major bomb you just dropped. No, I don't. Okay, because everybody listening to this has is always just assuming. Well, when you die, you go to hell. If you don't know Jesus, you die, you go to hell. Right. What's the difference between hell, lake of fire? Yeah. What? Where? What do you mean they got resurrected and they got thrown in the lake of fire? Yeah. Where were they before? Right. So, again, uh, without giving. Like I said, I want to give a nod towards people that believe in, in soul sleep, and I and I, I think there's some valid points soul there. Soul sleep okay? meaning that nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, until the resurrection. Okay, there's yep. there's good thoughts there, but I'm not. That's not my that's not my take right now. I'm just I'm just throwing up the more traditional thoughts that the idea is that when a person dies, now their body obviously remains on the earth and decomposes, or whatever, but their soul would go into um, well, you know what uh, what Luke I think it's Luke 17 talks about. It says the rich man. Uh, and Lazarus, you know, they yeah. both die, and the the rich man actually goes into Hades. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's, uh, like a, it seems to be like a temporary holding ground. It's almost like county jail, where Lake of Fire is like max security prison. Yep. And he he goes there, and it's a place of t- temporary but torment, in a place in a soulless form, mm-hmm. and they're there awaiting their bodily resurrection to be thrown into the Lake of Fire, which is called the second death. Mm-hmm. So it's temporary prison, I mean, jail unto max security prison is the idea. Um, and so, but that max security prison thing doesn't take place until the end of the age, yeah. the end of, uh, of, of the uh, millennial reign. 
And so, um, and that's what we refer to as the intermediate state. There's, yeah. there's basically heaven yeah. and Hades, yes, which is the holding grounds for where we go for a believer, to, you know, to be absent of the bodies, be present right. of the Lord. Yeah, for the unbelievers right. to be right. In, in so Hades for us, waiting. and for an unbeliever, it's Hades. So, so you see, in Revelation twenty, it says that all those who are in Hades are called up and to the to the to the resurrection. So, um, you know, and and, and, uh, and like I said, there's different views, but that but for the intermediate state type view, that would be the that would be the idea. And hell, real, when, so when we so, say hell, what we so really the mean problem, is yeah. The problem is hell is is in the New King James. The King James was always it was translated the same way for all all three areas. Mm-hmm. So it was like bottomless pit hell, uh, Hades hell, and you know and um, uh, lake, lake of fire, fire hell. Yeah. But hell really, with hell is actually the lake of fire. Yeah. Hades are in in the are the Greek word is Sheol. Mm-hmm. Would it can mean just the grave, all right, just where you go, okay? But then there's verses that are talking about an existence within that that time, yeah, like which Lazarus, is like, right? Which is like the right. Lazarus example. And right. He could see, right? He could see. He could torment. It was yeah. he was in some type of flame. He wanted to get his tongue cooled. Uh, yeah, there's other verses too about this, but it's just this idea of a temporary holding grounds of 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 suffering, awaiting the final maximum security prison judgment in the lake of fire so that's the great white throne judgment yeah, which happens after the great white throne judgment right but there are some that already be there which were the, the goats from the sheep and goat judgment mm-hmm. and, the, and the the throne. yeah so so after the great white throne judgment happens you know he's he's got this kind of one last attempt You're right it doesn't go well it's right. quick yeah so so then so there's a good question and and i don't know the bible fully like spells this out like at least i don't know a verse that's like hey this is like super clear but you, you have a question, okay, what about all the people that are righteous, that are born in the millennium, mm-hmm. right? They die, where do, what, when do they stand for the judgment? Because if you read Revelation 20, it makes it almost sound like it's just like every, it's just all in believers, you know? Yeah. At least that's what we can highlight. But the, the thing I had to realize, okay, he says, he says, you know, death, Hades, all of them were brought up before the throne, right? And anyone's name who's not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Which just in a natural way, if you think about it, well, it makes sense. There's probably righteous people there too that are getting rewarded in the same way they did at the sheep of goat judgment. It's just that he's highlighting very specifically what's happening to these unrighteous. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you just think about it. You got this massive sea of humanity, right? And we're going to, I don't know how they do it, but if it's one by one or whatever, and like, nope, you're not in here. Next. Nope, not in here. Next. You know, why, why are we even doing this? Like, you know, yeah. after, after after a couple of billion, you're like, or however, I don't know. How to, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing on this word. It's like, Obviously, there's some contrast. It's even if we're even going to read out of the book, and if nobody's in there, then what, what are we reading for? But if it's, yeah. it, or however, however it's going to work, I'm, I'm probably it's probably a lot more complex than this. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just there's a, there's probably an element of uh, it's the righteous and the unrighteous. The unrighteous that are not in the book are being cast in the lake of fire. But it makes sense that the righteous would also be there receiving their their time of judgment, even though they're not specifically highlighted. You know, there there is a there is a verse there that you, you could take. I don't 100 percent know that I, I'm like dogmatic about this, but it says it's an interesting verse. It says, it says, and death and, 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 and whatever and Hades was was it was uh, how to say it? we're we're so brought up for the throne, yeah. but it, but it's not brought up for you know the throne, right? Mm-hmm. The raised. Whatever. It says um, it says uh, it says death, Hades, and the sea. That's what it says? Yeah, the sea. Which I always thought was a little weird. It's like okay, so death, Hades, ocean. That is, mm-hmm. that is kind of odd. You know what I mean? Like. Because if, if someone dies in the ocean and they're going to and unbeliever, they're going to Hades too. Like you know, they're yeah. not. So what? Why are we? Why are we highlighting the ocean? But the end of it says, but only says death. Hades were cast in the lake of fire. It doesn't say the seas cast in the lake of fire. So then, my, this is a possibility. This is complete theory land, and I'm not saying I can even hold it consistently. But 
I don't. I wonder if the sea is talking about the sea of glass because that's actually where the believers go upon their death. Like Revelation six, you have the the, the martyrs are, are brought up before the uh, and they're on the on the sea of glass mm-hmm. waiting. So in other words, the sea he's referring to through is the sea that when there's people through the millennium that that are live and die, or, or at that time would be resurrected or however or caught up to the Lord again. They're caught up to the sea and they're all both standing there before the throne. But oh, only the death cool. and Hades are cast in the lake of fire. That's why it says the sea's not. I mean, it's just a that's maybe shooting, you know. Yeah. But I, I think from just a logical standpoint, that seems to be the point where where the rest of, of humanity would be would be judged that lived post uh, second coming. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So so we have a few more minutes. If you'll, I would love to just hear your take um, on the New Jerusalem. Yes. Right. Because at the end of I want to say Revelation twenty one. Yes. Maybe. Right. It talks about this New Jerusalem, this heavenly city. That's going to come out of the sky, the yeah. sky, kind of implant itself on the earth, right? Um, and and there's some really, I mean, I realize that alone we could spend hours talking yeah. about. Um, but what's going on inside the New Jerusalem? Right. So it seems like, if I'm, I can, best I can tell, is Revelation one says the city comes down out of the sky. Okay, so it's a, it's a golden, like a golden diamond city, you know, mm. and it, for best it looks like it looks like it's going to land on the same areas that were promised Abraham. So it's like this, it's this, it's like the natural city of Jerusalem and the heavenly city of Jerusalem intermix somehow, and they become it becomes one city much larger. The borders expand and that kind of idea. Yeah, I mean, for those yeah. listening, it's huge. It's yeah. fifteen miles. Yeah, fifteen hundred miles wide. Yeah, by fifteen hundred miles tall. Yeah, by fifteen hundred miles long. I mean, it's yeah. huge. Like, it's I like mean, a giant cube. Yeah, it's right? like yeah, twelve gates around the city. It's like each gate's like the distance between like Georgia and, and like Washington DC. Mm-hmm. Like you want to get to the, like if you miss that, 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 ex, you know, that exit, you know, you gotta <laughs> get a long drive. We did some, we did some things like in that back years ago, we were like, <clears throat> you know, 1500 mile city was something like the terminal velocity of a person who jumps off the top build. If, if it's a building, you know, it, it takes like I don't know, something like nine hours to hit the ground or something, <laughs> you know, it's like pack a lunch, you know what I mean? Dude. Um, yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm probably not, not a scientist in that way. That was we did that years and years ago. We were like we did like how long would it take for an elevator ride at an average elevator? <laughs> and here's the thing: it could be it could be a cube city like in like like a building like that. Yeah. My gut is it's probably not it's probably not built like that. It's probably more like a mountain city. Like the tallest mm-hmm. point on the mountain is 1,500 miles high. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and so it's got rivers and lakes. There's lots and, of reasons yeah, to think that too. Yeah. Going back to Eden, exactly. And, yeah, it's yeah. probably something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, and so this 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 city has twelve gates named after the twelve apostles, and and uh, it's a it's a diamond golden city, and uh, you know streets of gold. The whole that whole idea is taking place. the The light that comes off the lamb is like some sort of reflective ability throughout the city that actually lights up the whole city. You know, it talks about the uh, no need for the uh, sun and moon yeah, to, to go there. Now that doesn't mean the sun and moon go away. Mm. It just means. It's light is not needed to light the city. Yeah. In fact, the Bible says over and over again, the sun and moon shall endure forever. Mm. So throughout the earth, sun and moon will be seen in different locations, but the city itself will it will it will be very very bright. Mm. Put it that way, because um, of Jesus, because of the Lord. Jesus yeah, his is glory, literally His glory, yeah, lighting up yeah. the entire place. Yeah, exactly. And so the so New Jerusalem, that's like the capital capital of the, of earth. the entire earth, right? Yes, and uh, there's a there's a there's a river that comes out of the city. That um, that's you know teeming with life, and uh, it's called you know, we call it the River of Life. But that river seems to also be somewhat sort of connected to the Millennial Jerusalem, even even prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Anna, or it's a, I don't know, I want to say replica, but it was it's connected at some level. Um, and so, yeah, so so you have you have you know we're gonna live with the Lord. We're gonna learn about Christ, even in the ages to come, even glor- glorified bodies. You know, uh, we're gonna be studying the Bible forever. Mm-hmm. It's an eternal word of God. Like it's it's you know with full capacities and that, that whole deal. It's gonna be really powerful. But um, yeah, so so it's a city on the earth, capital city, the whole the whole world, the joy of the whole earth. It's gonna be connected probably in the lands, like I said, from Abraham, the Abraham was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and um, and it's gonna be. I mean, uh, it says in it says in uh, talking about the brightness of the Lord. I think in Isaiah twenty five says that the, the sun and moon will grow in shame compared wow. to to the glory of the one who's reigning upon Mount Zion. And uh, this is that this is the promise. This is actually what Hebrews eleven. Like Hebrews eleven, we talk about like the faith chapter. Yeah, you know, where, like faith, yeah, yeah, faith, whatever. But if you actually look, read it in context. It's actually majority of it's around the faith that they had to look for a city whose builder and maker was God. Mm-hmm. That's what they were looking for. They were actually looking for the resurrection and for a city that would be built in that area, that land that was promised to them that they never got while they lived. And said so that God is not ashamed to be called their God, therefore he has prepared a city for them. And this is the this is the city that we will uh reign. So you and I, we may have you may you may have authority over, I don't know, uh, you know, you may be in you know. Maybe I'll be in Switzerland. That's where where I get my authority. Yeah, that's right. Whatever, whatever it is, Dibs Lord, on, Lord, uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Me. And uh, yeah, you're like you get, you get somewhere in the deep Pacific. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Marina Trench? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Mariana Trench. That's Marietta me. Trench. Yeah. Um, it's probably be beautiful then. But anyway, um, and you, but you'll have access to the Lord, or you know, you'll travel to the to the Lord, and you'll you know, and, yeah. and a glorified body. Like I mean, I don't know what the you know, you can travel at the. I'm assuming at the speed of thought, you know, you, you know, you can fly because we're given yeah, a body like it, Jesus, right? right? I mean, we're, yeah, like we're given a body like his yeah. and we see him, we'll be like him. I mean, we saw him walk through walls, you know, and so yeah. to speak, you know what I'm saying? He appeared through no, his disciples, totally, you know, he yeah. flew up into yeah. heaven. I mean, there's things that, that are happening, you know, so I don't think that the distance won't be a, a, a an issue like it is now where yeah. distance means, you know, separation, but it won't be that. So with it being like a capital, I, I think one of the things that's, that's interesting, again, I, we could spend hours here and I don't want to. I kind of want to, but we shouldn't. Um, it's it's essentially it's it's what the temple was modeled after, yes. right? So so when you when you when you look at when you look at um, uh, when when Moses is getting the instructions for the tabernacle, um, Solomon's temple, David's tabernacle, they're all kind of looking forward ultimately to this new Jerusalem, yes. where Jesus is ruling and reigning at the center. Right, and there's rooms. If you go look at the old temples and tabernacles, there's rooms around those throne rooms, uh, or around the around the the holy of holies, the the you know kind of hot spot throne room right. presence of God, um, and we'll have access. So when Jesus says stuff like you know, hey, I, I got to go prepare a room for you, you know, it's it's not you know he's got a mansion out there for us. It's, yeah, you know, he's got an actual room for us. Right in this new Jerusalem. Yes. So let's go. I want to come back to John 14 in just a second. But something you got me thinking about. So Ezekiel 43, very clear, it's millennial passage, whatever, and it says yeah. that Jesus will, it says that that, that he will um, be in the temple and his soul's feet are there. It's sitting on the throne. And he says, and he'll be in the temple and it says for, forever. Mm-hmm. All right? But then, so you have that. So millennial temple, Jerusalem on the earth forever. Okay, but then you get the Revelation 21, 22. It says, it says that John looks at the temp, uh, the city, and he says, and I saw no temple in it. Yeah. For the lamb is, is its temple, right? Yeah, for the city was the temple, right, or something. It says the lamb was the temple. So, the, so, so then you kind of go, well, that seems to contradict. How could you have 
a temple that's forever, and then there is no temple in the age to come. You know, because the temple in Ezekiel is very clearly a temple. It's, it's like I mean the, temple, yeah. the measurements, the, the, all that. Yeah. But what's interesting and it's is the same temple. Yes, the same Revelation twenty one. Yeah. It's the exact same. You could, exactly. the details are the exact same. But he says this. He says this is interesting. There's actually two different word Greek words for temple in the New Testament. One of them means the entire temple precinct, outer courts, everything, the, mm-hmm. the entire the entire complex. And the other word actually just means the the inner sanctuary where the holy of holies is. That's the word that's being used in Revelation twenty. He says that that will not be there anymore. Why? Because the Lamb is the holy of holies. In other yeah. words, he. And this is Jesus. what this is what Ezekiel was pointing to. He's not saying that the temple is ever going to disappear. That's going to go forever. Yeah. But the holy of holies will no longer hold the ark of the covenant. Yeah. But the Lamb will be on the throne yeah. in the temple. And. Uh, the fulfillment of everything that the temple was pointing yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he, but he's, it's literally going to be there, you know, and, it's, and he's, he's going to be on it forever. There was something else you said, though. You were, you were saying that. I was like, go to oh, room. yeah, John, John 14. So, John 14 uh, is a passage that we're probably, you know, I think we're, you know, if you've been around Christianity, you, you're familiar with this passage. But it's interesting that, um, let me just open up here. He says, he says, he says, let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, also believe in me. For in my Father's house, are many mansions. Mm-hmm. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you to myself that where I am, you may also be. Okay. So what we've always, what people always think is they go, okay, that means Jesus, he's about to go to heaven and he's going to go up there and he's going to start building our Christian condominiums or whatever. Right. He's going to build our Christian, you know, mansions, you know, mm-hmm. up there. And he's been up there, you know, laying brick by brick and, you know, whatever. And he's just, you know, he's in however you're doing here on earth, you know, you're getting some That's extra, right. <laughs> you know, you get an extra room or whatever it is. And, um, and, and then he's going to come back and he's going to bring you to heaven and that's where you're going to be is right. heaven. So it's kind of a preacher verse that's kind of heavily used. Yeah. But here's the thing that's interesting about it is that we got to remember, in other words, you would think that only if you got taught that, that if only if you were, if, if you were taught that theology, then you go back and read that passage, you go, it okay, makes that makes sense. sense. Right. But if you didn't have that theology and you just went through the Bible and you read, you're reading the, the New Testament yeah. and you started looking and you go, every single time, every single time the Bible uses the phrase, my father's house, what's it referring to? The temple. It's always referring to the temple in Jerusalem. Yeah. Jesus said when he was 12 years old, he said, did you not know I'd be in my father's house? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, when he goes and overturns the money changer to uh, you, have made father. my father's <laughs> house right. a den so of thieves. Good. That's in the same path, same book. Yeah. So yeah. then we get to this one just later on, and all of a sudden we go, Father's house, we go, heaven. Heaven, yeah. Right? And we and we immediately assume that, and yet we don't understand that this is the very same, this is actually the very same conversation that Jesus had with the disciples when he said, you who have followed me will sit with me on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. Then think of it, he just, if he just tells them that, and then he says, he says, and then he goes, he says, in my Father's house, or many rooms. Actually, it doesn't. It actually means abodes. Yeah, yeah. Many rooms. He goes. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't told you. I'm going to come back and get you, so you can be with me where I am. And the point is this: is he saying? He goes. He goes. When I come back, you're going to be with me where I am, which is you're going to be ruling with me, twelve thrones in Jerusalem, that whole deal. In other words, yeah. he's going to make apartments for the priesthood in the age to come. Yeah. I don't know that that means every single human is going to be being that as part of the reward system. Yeah. Well, just like we don't look at the, the you sit with me on 12 thrones, judge and 12 thrones, it means every single right. human that's ever going to, we're right. all going to be sitting in one chair yeah. or 12 chairs. Uh, no, you're going to have your authority and your place and your all that, but that doesn't, that's, that's part of that. So the reward system, you know, he overcomes a certain way. I mean, 
He said, I'll, I'll make you a pillar in the temple of God. You won't go out anymore. Yeah. That's part of that reward system, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's a mistake to say this is talking about God building, like I said, massive buildings in heaven for us. <laughs> this is about his plan in, in the age to come and the millennial temple and the, and the Yeah, and he's thinking, right. he's got in his mind when he's saying those yeah, words, right. the actual New Jerusalem, the way it looks. Right. Well, I'm, pre- I'm going to prepare a way, pray, 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 pray way for you, which is the cross, which is yep. the resurrection, yeah. which is the age in between here and there and all the things that God's going to do to bring yeah. bring us into glory. But it's, you know, he's thinking about when I come back, where I am, you're going to be with me. Yeah. Oh, I will come again and I you will, like, I'm not go- coming again to take you back. I'm coming you're going to be with me where I am, yeah. which is the earth, which is what all the prophets saw. And that's really what the, that's what all this is about. That's 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 the entire culmination of the end of the age. Yes, it's about us being with God, God being with yes. us. Oh, no perfect. Veil. Yeah. So you said that just said that because Matthew Revelation twenty two just kind of cap put the nice bow on this. Yes, is it's it's like the restoration of all that was lost in Eden because the Father. Because just where Jesus, like you know, Jesus in, in Hebrews six, he's called a forerunner, and 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 mm-hmm. context is a little different, but it's if you think of it this way, in the same way that John was a forerunner for Jesus, Jesus in some ways is like a forerunner for the Father. Yeah, and he's coming for a thousand years to prepare the earth for just where where John was to prepare a, a group in Israel for the coming of, of the Messiah. That, that Jesus is coming back and, and actually preparing the earth for the coming of the Father. And I, how we told we talked about earlier how the ancient days the Father has wheels on his on his throne. Well, that mm-hmm. there's a purpose for that because it's coming down in Revelation 22 and it's going to come on the earth and just like it was in the garden, the cool of the day, again, the Father is going to reign and rule and reign on the earth with his people. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, that's so rich. Well, Jamie, I've, I've really appreciated you, man. Uh, I so awesome. appreciate the fact that you've been willing to come and just um, pour into all of us and uh, this has been so helpful and insightful. Yeah. And uh, I love you. And I hope... Guys, if you're listening, I hope this uh, really does stir um, your love for the word. Uh, and and I, I'm praying that this helps your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. I, I would say this just on that point is that I hope that this, not not that people, are, if you're listening to this, that you have to come away with the same conclusions that I, that I maybe come up with. Because I'm wrong on probably a lot of things. I don't, I don't know what I'm wrong on, but it's just mm. we'll get there and we'll go, oh, man, it was so different. Totally. But... If anything, if it can just stir a hunger to dive deep into this stuff over the next years of your life, like that, that's the win. It yeah. really is the win. Like it's not that yeah. you come out quoting all the things that that we're saying as yeah. as though the Bible truth. I mean, you know, hopefully we hit some things that are right before the Lord. But my, my, it deeper than that is that it stirs a hunger. Just to, man, I can go deeper. I can get this. I can get my mind around this. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know this stuff. I, I wasn't just born. Even things I'm teaching now is like. I was, it wasn't because of superior intellect that, I, that yeah. it was literally just willing to sit for the word and, and, and read it and learn and study and throw things out and, and try to get in a place where you don't get stuck and where you can't learn anything new because you already got, you already got your mind made up. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, thanks, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to our series on the end times. We hope these conversations were insightful and helpful. Please remember to follow us and to leave a good rating on your preferred streaming platform. And if you want to learn more about gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com slash gatekeepers. See you in our next series.